ओके वी आर डूइंग चैप्टर नाइन श्रीमद भगवतम ध्रुव महाराज रिटर्न होम द ग्रेट सेज मैत्री आर टोल्ड विदुरा वेन द डेमी गॉड्स वर दस री एश्योर्ड बाय द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड दैट दे वर फ्रीड फ्रॉम ऑल फियर्स एंड आफ्टर ऑफरिंग देयर ओबिसंस दे रिटर्न टू देयर हेवनली प्लैनेट देन द लॉर्ड हु इज नॉट डिफरेंट फ्रॉम द सहसरा सिरजा इनकारनेशन गॉट ऑन द बैक ऑफ गरुडा who carried him to the maduvana forest to see his servant dhruva the form of the lord which is brilliant like lightning and in which dhruva maharaj in his mature yogic process was fully absorbed in meditation all of a sudden disappeared thus dhruva was perturbed and his meditation broke but as soon as he opened his eyes he saw the supreme personality of godhead personally present just as he had been seeing the lord in his heart Uh, this is something which we also need to understand always first it is through our visual eyes there is a physical uh, body parts that we have to see an object let us say for example we are keeping one small murti in front of us or an image or a, or a picture so first you need to see that picture see it as if uh, you know like you are admiring it from top to bottom once you start admiring that picture after that slowly close your eyes once you close your eyes you will find that that picture or that particular murti has entered your chidakash the the portion of your yes the the front head portion of your forehead from the inside so that means there is a projection as if it is appearing inside slowly you will find that you are literally through your process of meditation going closer and closer towards the object once you go closer and closer towards the object the object starts appearing to you larger and larger this is exactly like how you see a mountain the moment you see a mountain when you see the himalayas from very far they look very tiny but as you grow grow you know come closer to it you will find that the mountain becomes huge and slowly as you come near it you are able to touch it some portion of the mountain you are able to touch you can't touch the entire mountain so you are able to touch a certain portion when you are able to do that you can then enter that place see this is this is where the whole issue is the lord appears to us in our chidakash after that we come closer to him then whichever position that you need to take you should be able to take that position finally he enters you in a sense that as if it could be a reverse process where you are entering him or he is entering you something like that you know see this is just a visualization i am giving you a visual process so it is said that the, the lord who is within your heart hmm the one who is within your heart and the one who is outside you now both of them are merging in each other so at the point of merger he disappears do you understand this the at the point of merger he disappears imagine there are two lines coming like this and when they are intersecting each other at a point they will they will look like as if they are one isn't it at that point there is an intersection where everything disappears and this is exactly what happens to dhruva maharaj what happens to him is he is he is uh, meditating on the lord's form in his heart 
and then the Lord who is there is appearing in front of him as if appearing in front of him so he says he all of a sudden disappeared see if you see the line again you will understand the form of the Lord which was brilliant like lightning and in which Dhruva Maharaj in his mature yogic process that is meditative process was fully absorbed in meditation it's a matured process that means it is going to fructify maturity means when a mango matures it becomes ripe for eating in the same way meditation when it is maturing you are ready for getting the fruit so what is the fruit all of a sudden he disappeared thus Dhruva Maharaj was perturbed and his meditation broke but as soon as he opened his eyes he saw the supreme personality of Godhead personally present just as he had been seeing the Lord in his heart now you will understand when you say your meditation or your devotion is so strong that the Lord stands in front of you this is what appears when Dhruva Maharaj saw his Lord just in front of him he was greatly agitated and offered him obeisance and respect he fell flat before him like a rod and became absorbed in love of Godhead Dhruva Maharaj in ecstasy looked upon the Lord as if it was drinking the Lord with his eyes kissing the lotus feet of the Lord with the mouth and embracing the Lord with his arms so what happened? He was also agitated. Why was he agitated? Because he is concentrating and suddenly the Lord's appearance in front of him is going to cause him agitation. Imagine that great divine consciousness appears in a form in front of you. How wonderful it will seem to the person. Although Dhruva Maharaj was a small boy, he wanted to offer prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead in suitable language. But because he was inexperienced, he could not adjust himself immediately. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, being situated in everyone's heart, could understand Dhruva Maharaj's awkward position. Out of his causeless mercy, he touched his conch shell to the forehead of Dhruva Maharaj, who stood before him with folded hands. At such a point in time, when you see the Divine Being in front of you, you know in Hindi they say bolti band ho jati hai that means you are not able to speak a word it's exactly what happens when you meet the divine lord you can't speak a word you don't even know whether okay hello how are you you know even these simple words also you are unable to say you can only stay stay there in that presence as if you know completely silent yes it is called spellbound you don't know what you are supposed to do and the Lord understands what you are going through. At that time, Dhruva Maharaj became perfectly aware of the Vedic conclusions and understood the absolute truth and the relationship with all living entities. In accordance with the line of devotional service to the Supreme Lord, whose fame is widespread, Dhruva, who in the future could receive a planet which would never be annihilated, even during the time of dissolution, offered his deliberate and conclusive prayers. Now Dhruva Maharaj is going to get a planet to his own. That means he will be given a position which can never get destroyed. So he stood over there, riveted in that place. Dhruva Maharaj said, My dear Lord, you are all powerful. After entering within me, you have enlivened all my sleeping senses. 
my hands legs ears touch sensation life force and especially my power of speech let me offer my respectful obeisance unto you so at that point in time when the lord is standing in front of you and the one inside the one inside your heart the moment these two match with each other that means the divine form is matching to the one that you have within your heart you feel overwhelmed by the love that is there my lord you are a supreme one but by your different energies you appear differently in the spiritual and the material world you create the total energy of the material world by your external potency and after creation you enter within the material world as the super soul we have studied this before but like i have told you it's called paramatma the manifestation the manifestation is a separate process remember the lord is unmanifest but the unmanifest lord has to take a form so when he takes a form he uses his internal potency potency means the powers when he uses the internal potency of his he creates an image of himself creates an image of himself simple example would be you are seeing that there is air in front of you can you see no you can only experience it because you are breathing otherwise you cannot experience it but let us say i try to cool it down when i cool it down it condenses into you know liquid and then if i cool it down further it may condense into solid just like carbon dioxide carbon dioxide cannot be seen but when i start cooling it down the gas will turn into liquid and the liquid can turn into solid i'm sure you have seen solid carbon dioxide it is used for the purpose like it's called ice isn't it they call it artificial ice so solid carbon dioxide looks like white ice so you can then see it because it has been given certain powers for condensation purposes it has now become solidified in the same way uh, this is just an example to tell you when the lord takes a manifest form so this is what he says you are the supreme person and through this temporary modes of material nature you create varieties of manifestation such as fire entering into wood of different shapes burns brilliantly in different varieties oh my master lord brahma is fully surrendered to you in the beginning you gave him knowledge and thus he could see and understand the entire universe just as a person awakens you awakens from sleep and visualizes his immediate duties you are the only shelter of all persons who desire liberation and you are the friend of all who are distressed how therefore can a learned person who has perfect knowledge ever forget you now this is something which is you know a learned person who is this learned person we are not talking about somebody who has done his phd or msc or ma or something like that we are not talking that is not a learned person that is the most illiterate person that is the most ignorant person because the more you get degrees to your name the lesser you are closer to god because your ahankar starts rising it's your material worldly stuff so the material worldly stuff takes you away from the divine 
to be with the divine you have to remove the ignorance of the the spiritual that is there there is there is an ignorance on top of us so this ignorance has to be removed only the sages or the people those who are the highest of the devotees they know this perfect knowledge they can never forget the lord they always see the lord in everything persons who worship you simply for the sense gratification of this bag of skin are certainly influenced by your illusory energy bag of skin this body of ours is called the bag of skin now only the ignorant people will understand that i am the body so those who worship you for the sense gratification of this body are simply influenced certainly influenced by your illusory energy maya in spite of having you you are like a desire tree and the cause of liberation from birth and death foolish persons such as me desire benediction from you for sense gratification which is available even for those who live in hellish conditions so what is the difference between me and the other people they are also going to ask you for material benefits isn't it now remember dhruva has what is he what is he gone to ask he has gone to ask the lord for a position which nobody can throw him out from correct this is the same thing like asking god give me some money god give me a good wife god give me a good husband god give me this god give me children these are material benefits that we are asking give me a good house give me good money so on and so forth so that and this position that you are asking for it's like telling the god you know god give me a ceo's position i want to become the ceo or i want to become the president of a country it's so stupid when the god can give you liberation when he can grant you the highest adhal pad adhal means that which can never be shaken dhal dhalna you know the hindi word dhalna collapse or one which goes away adhal adhal means that which cannot go away that which is always permanent pad pad means a position so what dhruvabhal is asking is i can't call him bahar he is called dhruva maharaj so what is dhruva maharaj asking he is asking for adhal pad a position which can never be shaken it's a stupidest task a person can ever be given you know what is this that i am asking so dhruva understands this he says i understand that to ask you the highest instead of that i am asking you the lowest my lord the transcendental bliss derived from meditating upon your lotus feet or hearing about your glories from pure devotees is so unlimited that it is far beyond the stage of brahmand wherein one thinks himself merged in the impersonal brahma as one with the supreme shri brahmananda is also defeated by the transcendental bliss derived from devotional service then what to speak of temporary blissfulness of elevating oneself to the heavenly planet which is ended by the separating sword of time although one may be elevated to the heavenly planet he fall, falls down in due course of time see we have always been talking about this in our satsangs today we have a line which is there from the shrimad bhagavatam which is telling us people those who are asking for liberation or oneness with the self or those who are saying ki god give me moksha those people also must be very foolish why 
because that brahmananda the ananda which you get of enjoying yourself in the nothingness which is basically brahma brahma is nothing dissolving yourself in the brahma so unmanifest to unmanifest so some people are asking for this kind of silly thing which is can god can i merge your in this brahma i want to become a brahmanyani i want to enjoy the brahma ananda ananda of that is blissfulness of dissolving in the brahma those people really don't understand what it means devotion what devotion is to you so he says since brahmanand is also defeated by transcendental bliss derived from devotional service then what to speak of this temporary blissfulness of elevating oneself to the heavenly planet what is dhruva maharaj asking he is saying give me a position which nobody can shake isn't it the crassest or the smallest kind of want whereas he could have asked for bliss to be lost in brahma he could have asked for that but higher than brahma is the devotional love that you have for the lord so he is saying i understand that how much grade lower that i am asking you the type of ask that is there is much lower so he says he falls down in due course of time who this kind of person who is asking for this kind of small small things dhruva maharaj continued o unlimited lord kindly bless me so that i may associate with great devotees who engage in your transcendental loving service constantly at the waves of river constantly flow such transcendental devotees are completely situated in an uncontaminated state of life by the process of devotional service i surely i shall surely be able to cross the nascent ocean of material existence which is filled with the waves of blazing fire like dangers it will be very easy for me for i am becoming mad to hear about your transcendental qualities and pastimes which are eternally existent so he says you give me this kind of a position which cannot be shaken but i want one more thing can you send me all those sages and the holy people whose company i can keep because they will be constantly singing your glories they will be talking about the lord always so being in company of the holy is so very important he says i will keep on listening to all the glories being said by all these people around me and once i hear them i shall be feeling blissful o lord who have a lotus navel if a person happens to associate with a devotee whose heart always hankers after your lotus feet seeking always their fragrance he is never attached to the material body or in a bodily relationship to offspring friends home wealth and wife which are very very dear to materialistic person indeed he does not care for them so when these kind of people when they associate with the devotees of the lord the devotees of the lord is a person who is a devotee a person who is a devotee means he could be the lord himself who has taken a form it could be the guru the sadguru or the devotees of the lord that means the one who are the courtier of the lord courtier of the lord 
It's like let us say for example Ramakrishna Paramahansa. To be associated with Ramakrishna Paramahansa would be the great thing. But to be associated with Swami Vivekananda and Brahmananda and all these people is also very great. So can you please give me this kind of a position where I will associate myself with all the devotees of the Lord. And what happens to such kind of person? These people, once you are attached to these kind of people, once you are attached to the devotee of the Lord, all the material worldly attachments fall off. What are the material or worldly attachments? Can you just remove that? The material worldly attachments are body relationships. First is to your own body. Second is to the all other bodies that are there. Other bodies who are there? Offsprings, our own children. Now, if you have an attachment to your children, you are sunk. So, having an attachment to the devotee of the Lord, that is the highest devotee of the Lord, is so more such beneficial thing to the friends home wealth wife all these people they are not worthy enough because they are going to pull you down in the material world to be associated with the devotee of the lord all these other relationship fall off which are very very dear to materialistic people indeed he does not care for them so these people, they don't, so the, the one who is associated with the devotee of the Lord, then all the other relationship of his with the children or the friends or wife or husband or whoever, all these relationships fall off and he does not care for them. Oh my dear Lord, O Supreme Unborn, I know that the different varieties of living entities such as animals, trees, birds, reptiles, demigods and human beings are spread throughout the universe, which is caused by the total material energy and I know that they are sometimes manifest and sometimes unmanifest. But I have never experienced the supreme form I behold as I have seen you now. Now all kinds of methods of theorizing have come to an end. Now in the material world we get to see various kinds of animals. There are some animals which we can see, some which we cannot see. What do you mean by those which we cannot see? There are lots of diseases and animals like we say, you know, ki, I have got this fever, I have got that fever. So many things we keep on saying. Guinea. Uh, what? Uh, Guinea. <laughs> so <laughs> we cannot see those kind of creatures in our body also. So... Now, if you cannot see, but that means they are unmanifest. So, there are lots of diseases which happen because of unmanifest. Even the ones which we talk about, you know, the sarp, sarpadosh and all those kind of things, we don't see them. It happens to us, but we don't see them. So, these are unmanifest. So, he says, like those people who are there, who can see this manifest as well as unmanifest animals, creatures and all these things. And here, I am getting to see your form. It's such a great thing for me to see. Now all kind of theorizing. Theorizing means thinking about oh how will he look like, how what is he, what is he, what is he. All this theorizing is come to an end. My dear Lord, at the end of each millennium, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Garbhagdukshayi Vishnu, this also everything manifested itself within the universe of his belly. He lies down on the lap of Seshanag and from his navel spouts a lotus, golden lotus flower on a stem and on the lotus 
Lord Brahma is created. I can understand that you are the same Supreme Personality of Godhead. I therefore offer my respectful obeisance unto you. So he understands that it is the same form that he was seeing at the end of time and at the beginning of time also the same form. My Lord, by unbroken transcendental glance, you are the supreme witness of all stages of intellectual activity. You are eternally liberated. Your existence is situated in pure goodness and your existence in the super soul without exchange. You are the original personality of Godhead full of six opulences and you are eternally the master of the three modes of material nature. Thus you are always different from the ordinary living entities. As Lord Vishnu you maintain all the affairs of the entire universe and yet you stand aloof and are the enjoyer of the results of all sacrifices. So he is praising the Lord for whatever that he is. My dear Lord, in your impersonal manifestation of Brahma, there are always two opposing elements, knowledge and ignorance. Your multi-energies are continuously manifested. But the impersonal Brahma, which is undivided, original, changeless, unlimited and blissful, is the cause of the material manifestation. Because you are the same impersonal Brahma, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. My Lord, O Supreme Lord, you are the supreme personified form of all benediction. Therefore, for one who abides in your devotional service with no other desire, worshipping your lotus feet is better than becoming king and lording it over a kingdom. That is the benediction of worshipping your lotus feet. To ignorant devotees like me, you are the causeless, merciful maintainer, just like a cow who takes care of the newly born calf by supplying milk and giving it protection from attack. The great sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, when Dhruva Maharaj who was who had good intentions in his heart, finished his prayer. The Supreme Lord of Personality of Godhead, who is very kind to his devotee and servant, congratulated him, speaking him as follows. The Personality of Godhead said, My dear Dhruva, son of the king, you have executed pious vows, and I also know the desire within your heart. Although your desire is very ambitious and very difficult to fulfill, I shall favor you with the fulfillment all good fortune unto you. The Supreme Personality of Godhead continued, My dear Dhruva, I shall award you with the glowing planet known as the Pole Star, which will continue to exist even after dissolution or the end of the millennium. No one will ever rule this planet, which is surrounded by all the solar systems, planets and stars. All the luminaries in the sky circumambulate this planet, just as bulls tread around a central pole for the purpose of crushing grain, grains. Keeping the pole star to their right, all the stars inhabited by the great sages like Dharma, Agni, Kashyapa, Shukra circumambulate this planet which continues to exit even after the dissolution of all others. So he says, I am going to give you a position of a pole star. A pole star is a fixed position in the sky. Around it all other planets and heavenly bodies are revolving. So as if it is in the center and everything is going around it, you will find that pole star is the one which we can always identify. It is pole star. Okay. After your father goes to the forest and awards you the rule of his kingdom, you will rule continuously the entire world for 36,000 years and all your senses will continue to be as strong as they are now. You will never become old. The Lord continued, Sometime in the future your brother Uttama will go hunting in the forest and while absorbed in hunting, he will be killed. 
Your stepmother Suruchi, being maddened upon the death of her son, will go in search out in the forest, but she will be devoured by forest fire. The Lord continued, I am the heart of all sacrifices. You will be able to perform great many sacrifices and also give great charities. In this way you will be able to enjoy the blessings of material happiness in this life and at the time of your death you will be able to remember me. Isn't that the most important thing for us? At the time of death you need to remember the Lord so that you can go to Him. You should not remember any other thing. The personality of Godhead continued. My dear Dhruva, after your material life in this body, you will go to my planet, which is always offered obeisance by the residents of other planetary systems. It is situated above the planets of the seven rishis and have undergone there, where you will never have to come back again to this material world. Seven rishis? Saptarishis, the planet, the planetary systems. Okay, this is the Saptarishis that are there, which uh, you can see. The great sage Maitreya said, After being honored and honored by the boy Dhruva Maharaj and after offering him his abode, Lord Vishnu, on the back of Garuda, returned to his abode as Dhruva Maharaj looked on. Having, despite having achieved a desired result of the determination by worshipping the lotus feet of the Lord, Dhruva Maharaj was not very pleased. Thus he returned to his home. Imagine, it is like he is being given one small glimpse by the Lord and then push, he disappeared. How do you feel? Now you have been given that little bliss for that little moment in time. You know how difficult it is after that to live life it is like imagine you have you have tasted the best ice cream in the world i mean i know this is a stupid example and now every other ice cream that is brought in front of you pales in front of it you know i'm sure in our life we have we have had this kind of an experience okay anything most beautiful profound you might have gone on a holiday now let us say you have gone to the grand canyon or maybe to Simla or Uti or some such beautiful place. You have seen the beauty of that place once. Okay. And now every other place that you see, you will say, Oh, these mountains are nothing. You should see those. <laughs> we have this habit of saying, you know, everything is going to fall short. So now think about Dhruva Maharaj. What is happening to him? He doesn't know what he is supposed to do. Now he has seen the Lord. The Lord has disappeared. Now he is going back home. So when he is going back home, naturally he is going to completely feel dejected. What is he going to do? Sri Vidura inquired, My dear Brahmana, the abode of the Lord is very difficult to attain. It can be attained only by pure devotional service, which alone pleases the most affectionate, merciful Lord. Dhruva Maharaj achieved this position even in one life and he was very wise and conscientious. Why then was he not very pleased? <laughs> Maitri answered, Dhruva Maharaj's heart, which was pierced by the arrow of the harsh words of his stepmother, was greatly aggrieved and thus when he fixed upon the goal of life, he did not forget his misbehavior. He did not demand actual liberation from this material world. But at the end of the devotional service, when the Supreme Personality of God had appeared before him, he was simply ashamed of the material demand that he had in his mind. Imagine, you are going to feel so miserable when the Lord is asking you, What do you want, my son? And he says, Can you sign a check of one billion dollars and give me? What? 
<laughs> standing in front of you and you are asking me one million or one billion or something or give me a lottery or something give me a child what are you talking about isn't it such a petty petty demand that a person can keep so many a times you know it is such a when somebody is asking you the divine lord comes and stands in front of you and asks you what do you want my son or my daughter and here you are saying humko bhook lagi hai kuch khane ko do come on how stupid can that be it's the worst thing possible in the world that is what uh, ramkrishna paramahansa said you know he asked vivekananda what is it that you want when you are standing in front of brahma what is it that you want there's a ocean of bliss and vivekananda is saying i will take a sip of that water from it and ramkrishna paramahansa gets angry with him and he says how stupid can you be when there is an ocean of bliss in front of you why not go and jump inside that water <laughs> that is what you have been given the power of crossing over to the other side of being in the devotional service of the lord forever and here you are asking for can i take a sip so that is the reason why he says he was very upset so dhruva maharaj thought to himself to endeavor to be situated in the shade of the lotus feet of the lord is not an ordinary task because even the great brahmacharis headed by sanadana who practice ashtanga yoga in trance attain the shelter of the lord's lotus feet only after many many births within 6 months i have achieved the same results yet due to my thinking differently from the lord i fell down from my position so it's a miserable position to be in you know to when it has taken millions and millions of years for even sanadana to reach that position and here in 6 months the lord is standing in front of him and he is asking for a position which is like an adalpad give me a position which nobody can shake me from there alas just look at me i am so unfortunate i approach the lotus feet of the supreme personality of godhead who can immediately cut the chain of the repetition of birth and death but still out of my foolishness i prayed for things which are perishable since all the demigods who are situated in the higher planetary systems will have to come down again they are all envious of being elevated to vaikuntha loka by devotional service these in, intolerant demigods have dissipated my intelligence and only for this reason could i not accept the genuine benediction of the instruction of sage narada now think about it what what was he saying he is saying that all the demigods that are there they keep on telling you go 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 ask go ask the lord for this kind of position go ask him for money go ask him for happiness go ask him for a wife or a husband or a this some petty positions why do these demigods do this everybody around us will keep on saying go to church go to temple go here go there do this puja do that puja and go and ask the lord for you know get lot of money good position i want a position abroad i want this i want that a good wife for you those who are not married the first thing they will say go 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 ask the lord for a good wife hello how petty can that be and here the lord is standing in front of you and you are saying oh give me this position lo is is such a petty thing so so who are the people who are telling him this the demigods the demigods are very very cunning they don't want you to climb higher 
So what they do is they mislead you. Yes, they are misleading you. And they tell you something which is, which is very petty. So you should always be careful. Okay. So Dhruva Maharaj lamented, I was under the influence of this illusory energy being ignorant of the actual facts. So you can say, you know, like any other Tom, Dick, Harry, you will say, Oh, I was under the influence of this person, I didn't know. We go to astrologers, palmists and this and that and all those people who do mantra, tantra, jantra, God knows what all things. And they will say, Oh, you do this and you will get this, you do that and you will get that. Material benefits? How stupid can that be? So he says, I was under the influence of illusory energy, being ignorant of the actual facts. I am not even aware of these facts. I was sleeping in her lap, under a vision of duality. Her lap, Maya's lap. I saw my brother as my enemy and falsely, I lamented within my heart thinking, these are my enemies. This is so stupid. They are not your enemies. You know, the moment you start comparing yourself to another crass human being, another human being, you have delegated yourself to that position of nobody. Stop comparing yourself to another human being. It may be your own brother, it may be your own sister, it may be your wife, it may be your husband, maybe your child, you may be your, uh, your own sibling. Don't compare yourself. You are comparing yourself to some human being? Sorry, when the Lord himself is telling you, come to me. Don't go down into the morass of this worldly life. So, that is what he says. I saw my brother as my enemy. Why should he see that other person as the enemy? Rise above. Rising above is so very important. It is very difficult to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But in my case, although I had satisfied the Super Soul of the whole universe, I have prayed only for useless things. My activities will exactly like treatment given to a person who is already dead. Just see how unfortunate I am. For in spite of meeting the Supreme Lord who can cut one's link from birth and death, I have prayed for the same condition again. Give me a better life. So you say, this life you are very very poor. So you say, God, I need so much of money that in my next life, you know, I don't feel short of money. So God says, okay, fine. I will make you richer than Bill Gates. What? You want to come to the next life and you want to become richer than Bill Gates? And in the next life I want to be richer than that. Okay. Isn't it a petty demand? So this is what he says. Because of my state of complete foolishness and paucity of pious activities, although the Lord offered me his personal service, I wanted material fame, name, prosperity. My case is just like that of a poor man who when he satisfied a great emperor who wanted to give him anything that he might ask out of ignorance asked for only few broken grains of husk rice. So the king in front is asking, what do you want my dear son? And he is saying, can you give me one bori of rice? How, how foolish can that be? The great sage Maitreya continued, my dear Vidura, persons like you who are pure devotees of the lotus feet of Mukunda that is the Supreme Personality of Godhead who can offer liberation and who are always attached to the honey of his lotus feet are always satisfied in serving the lotus feet of the Lord in any condition of life. Such persons remain satisfied and thus they never ask the Lord for material prosperity. Who? The sages know that there is nothing to be asked for. What is there to ask the Lord for? Money? Power? This? That? It's all useless. 
one day is there next day is not there so what is the point in asking the lord for this kind of silly things can you not ask for his own feet can I, can you not say can i be just surrendering to your feet forever and ever that is what you need to ask then when king uttanpada heard this his son ruva was coming back home as if coming back to life after that he could not put his faith in this message for he was doubtful of how it could happen he considered himself the most wretched and therefore he thought that it was not possible for him to attain such good fortune although he could not believe the words of the messenger he had full faith in the word of the great sage narada thus he was greatly overwhelmed by the news and he immediately offered the messenger a highly valuable necklace in great satisfaction then king uttanpada being very eager to see the face of the lost son mounted a chariot drawn by excellent horses and bedecked with golden filigree taking with him many learned brahmanas and all the elder personalities of his family his officers his ministers and immediate friends he immediately left the city as he proceeded on the parade there was an auspicious sound of conchels kettle drums flutes and the chanting of the vedic mantras to indicate all good fortune both the king queens of uttanpada namely suniti and suruchi along with other sons uttama appeared in the procession the queen was seated in a palanquin upon seeing dhruva maharaj approaching the neighboring small forest king uttanpada with great haste got down from the chariot he has been very anxious for a long time to see his son dhruva and therefore with great love and affection he went forward to embrace his long lost boy breathing very heavily the king embraced him with both arms But Dhruva Maharaj was not the same as before. He was completely sanctified by the spiritual advancement due to having been touched by the lotus feet of the supreme personality of God. Reunion with Dhruva Maharaj fulfilled King Uttanpada's long cherished desire, and for this reason he smelled Dhruva's head again and again and bathed him with torrents of very cold tears. Then Dhruva Maharaj, the foremost of all nobles, first of all offered his obeisance unto the feet of his father and was honored by his father with various questions. He then bowed his head at the feet of the two mothers. Suruchi, the younger mother of Dhruva Maharaj, seeing that the innocent boy had fallen at her feet, immediately picked him up, embracing him with her hands and with tears of feeling that she was blessed with the words, "My dear boy, long may you live," unto one who has transcendental qualities due to friendly behavior. with the supreme personality of god and all living entities offer honor just as water automatically flows down by nature so those who are the devotees of the lord they normally are the ones who can be honored so what happens by the grace of the divine lord the devotees of the lord also get the honor the two brothers uttama and dhruva maharaj one moment huh? okay also exchanged their tears they were overwhelmed by the ecstasy of love and affection and when they embraced one another hair on their body stood up suniti the real mother of dhruva maharaj embraced the tender body of her son who was as dearer to her than her own life and thus forgot all the material grief for she was very pleased my dear vidura suniti was the mother of the great hero Her tears flowed together with the milk flowing from her breast, wet the whole body of Dhruva Maharaj. This was a great auspicious sign. The resident of the palace, 
praise the queen dear queen your beloved son has lost a long time ago and it is your great fortune that he now has come back it appears therefore that your son will be able to protect you for a very long time and will put an end to your material pangs dear queen you must have worshiped the supreme personality of godhead who delivers his devotee from the greatest dangers persons who constantly meditate upon him surpass the course of birth and death this perfection is very difficult to achieve the sage maitreya continued my dear vidura when everyone was thus praising dhruva maharaj the king was very happy and he and dhruva and his brother seated on the back of a she elephant thus he returned to the king capital where he was praised by all the classes of men <clears throat> the whole city was decorated with columns of banana trees containing bunches of fruits and flowers and betel nuts trees with leaves and branches were seen here and there there were also many gates set up which was structured to give the appearance of shah and at each and every gate there was a burning lamp and big water pots decorated with different colored cloth strings of pearls flowers garlands and hanging mango leaves in the capital city there were many palaces city gates and surrounding walls which were already very very beautiful and on this occasion all of them were decorated with golden ornaments the domes of the city palaces glittered as did the domes of the beautiful airplanes which hovered over the city all the quadrangles lanes and streets in the city and raised sitting places at the crossing were thoroughly cleansed and sprinkled with sandalwood water and auspicious grains such as rice and barley and flowers fruits and many other auspicious presentations were scattered all over the city thus as dhruva maharaj passed on the road from every place in his neighborhood all the gentle household ladies assembled to see him and out of material affection they offered their blessings showered him with the white mustard seeds barley curd water nearly grown gla- newly grown grass fruits and flowers in this way dhruva maharaj while hearing the pleasing songs sung by the ladies entered the palace of his father dhruva maharaj thereafter lived in his father's palace which had walls bedecked with highly valuable jewels his affectionate father took particular care of him and he dwelled in the house just as the demigods live in their palaces in the higher planetary systems the bedding in the palace was as white as a foam of milk and very soft the bedsteads were made of ivory with embellishments of gold and the chairs benches and other sitting places and furniture were made of gold The palace of the king was surrounded by walls made of marble and many engravings made of valuable jewels like sapphires which predict which depicted beautiful women while shining jewels lamp in their hands The king's residence was thus surrounded by the gardens wherein there were varieties of trees brought from the heavenly planets in those trees there were pairs of sweetly singing birds and almost mad bumblebees which made a very re- relishable buzzing sound There were emerald staircases which led to lakes full of variously colored lotus flowers and lilies and swans and karandavas chakravakas cranes and similar other valuable birds were visible in these lakes the saintly king uttanpada hearing of the glorious deeds of dhruva maharaj and personally seeing also how influential and great he was felt very satisfied for dhruva's activities were wonderful to the supreme degree when after concentration king uttanpada saw that dhruva maharaj was suitably mature to take charge of the kingdom and that his ministers were agreeable and the citizens were also very fond of him he enthroned dhruva as the emperor of the planet after considering this advanced age and deliberating on the welfare of the spiritual self king uttanpada detached himself from worldly affairs and entered the forest this ends the chapter
नाइन्थ चैप्टर ऑफ श्रीमद भगवतम एन टाइटल्ड ध्रुव महाराज रिटर्न होम सो वी हैव फिनिश द चैप्टर Is there any questions that you have put? I can't see. So, 